The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. With the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select... Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? And draft, 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 draft. Let's do this. It's a little different. It's a very special Friday, Friday on the Blitz. Diabolical. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying. Partying, partying. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. You can buy it now on foxsports.com slash ppv and watch it on any screen you want. Here's Fred Bauer and A.J. Hoffman. And the Blitz is on way early for a Friday Friday. Welcome to the greatest what show the? in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Raybold, Lord Voldemort, the All-Nighter. You want to get in, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, Aaron will read it. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is blitzed. Uh, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And if you're confused this morning, well, it's kind of a... So are we. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> uh, but uh, Lance obviously was working all night on draft stuff. So we switched it up today. Uh, he'll be on in the afternoon, which will be great. You'll be able to get all kinds of great analysis from him. Uh, so he'll be on four to six. But uh, we're going to do this until uh, 11 a.m. today. and Or at least thereabouts. We're going to try. I mean, yeah, if we get to like if 10. We, and, and we'll just flip to national. I kind of feel like, you know, to me, this feels like. It's Vi- not working out. Yeah. This is like I, like taking a radio Viagra. Yeah. If it lasts longer than four hours, I probably should call a doctor. Are we supposed to throw some, make some shade? or <laughs> I think that's on Thursdays. Okay. For Fridays, right. uh is this, is this the sorry thing? They still do, they do that anymore? I don't think they do that anymore. Uh, what about male golfer, female golfer food? I mean, we could revive that. Oh. You got to get deeper with it. <laughs> oh. That's better. Well, this this is a... Uh, I, 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 I'm going to admit, I've got way more energy right now than I thought I would have. I'm like fired up. I want to have some fun today. Listen, man, I think that, I don't understand something. There's a coffee shop in our building here now, and I won't name it, but... It does uh, have coffee in the name. Yeah, I I enjoy their coffee. Hence a coffee shop, yes. I pull in at 6.30, not open. (laughs) What time does your coffee store open? That's like, what time is appropriate coffee store opening time? I feel like if you've got a store that specializes in selling coffee, 6 a.m. is about the latest you want to open, I would think. At the very. I, well, I, I don't get that. There's a place by me that's fantastic. And they don't open till 9 during the week. Now, I know there's not a lot of businesses down there, but 9 o'clock for coffee? Dude. Yeah, it's very odd. I, if I'm going to be up, I, I'm going to need my coffee right now. And, you know, fortunately, I'm... I was able to get a really big one from uh, from the taco place where I brought us tacos. And uh, so got some tacos in me. I'm ready to rock and roll. Well, let's start with the big news of the day. Uh, the Rockets. <laughs> well, well, I guess what we'll the hell are they doing? We'll, what the we'll, hell are they doing? We'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. Shame. But the National Football League uh, held their the first round of 
of their amateur draft last night, Indeed. and um, and now a bunch of a uh, bunch of teams have some new players. Uh, not the Texans; they don't have new players. Um, but basically, everybody got a quarterback. Yeah, everybody like. who wanted a quarterback got one. Which- well. Eh. <laughs> Carolina wanted one. Yeah. No. Okay. And I think Denver wanted one. But Carolina could have gotten. They could have. They just didn't have. You know what? Though I I don't. I don't mind what they did. They took J.C. Horn, who I think is going to be a very good player. Although I like Sertan better, who went a pick later to the Broncos. But why force it and take one of those quarterbacks you're not crazy about? Yeah. Give Sam Darnold a year, and if he sucks, guess what? You'll be doing it again. So. The Bears move up, though. That was probably the big news. And I know we have a lot of Bears fans that listen to the show, at least in the afternoon. You may, you guys may be dead right now or not awake. But uh, kind of curious about how Bears fan feels about Justin Fields. Well, I was listening to, uh, which I, I've never listened to because I'm not alive at that hour of day, but I was listening to uh, Keyshawn and Jay and Zubin. Although Zubin, Zubin was, wasn't there Zubin today. wasn't yeah. there. But they had some guy on from ESPN Chicago, and he was like, Today is the best day in Chicago sports since the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah, I think I would call that hyperbole. He said between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers falling apart. Yeah, I I heard that. And drafting Justin Fields, you know, this is a a great day. And listen, I mean, if Justin Fields... I don't think anyone would have gone, oh, my God, is this is this really happening? Had he gone number three in the draft? There was a time a couple months ago where it wouldn't have shocked anyone had he gone number two in the draft. Yeah. So for them to get him at 11. Well, that's about where he should have gone, in my opinion. I, I think that's a, that's a good spot for him. We always talk about you, you always have to overpay for quarterbacks. But if yeah, – and they didn't have to pay that much to move up. I mean, I, I think it was uh, – the weird thing was seeing the interdivisional trades with the Eagles moving up to get Devontae Smith, yeah. taking that. Yeah, the Cowboys and Eagles making a trade. Well, Dogs I, and cats living together. Yeah. Mass hysteria. Well, I think they were working against the Giants there. Yeah. I think the Giants basically thought that, Devon, uh, that that they'd fall into them and and didn't work out quite that way. And I still like who the Cowboys wound up getting. I mean, it's not the, the corner that uh, I thought they could have used, but Micah Parsons is a good player. Yeah, and so. es- especially if when you think about, you know, Van Der Esch is coming up on his, they, they've got to make a decision on him for a fifth-year option. He struggles to stay healthy. Uh, so what? what's the future of their linebacking core? And the, it, it looks like they've they've got it now. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think, I, I, li- I like what they did. I think it's a good pick for them. It's funny how, you know, I, I started seeing all these mock drafts that we talked about yesterday that, had Kyle Pitts going like 10th or 11th or 12th and no pretty much right where everybody thought he was going to go at number four and uh, I I think that's a a good pickup for the Falcons it also probably means they will try to get uh, uh, they will try to make a trade but uh, I I like that guy a lot too I think that that was a good spot for the Falcons to be in to take a player like that or trade out of it Uh, I kind of like taking the player so, what about your Jags getting a couple guys? Uh, you know, uh, couple teammates. Uh, it, I am extremely excited about uh, about this because I think uh, they are going to be the greatest team in the league next year. Okay, next year already, uh, maybe the year after that, or maybe in two years. But you know, certainly on his rookie contract. Now, I, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, I I was confused by the Etienne pick. James Robinson looks like he was a nice little surprise and. It's yeah. not like the Jags don't have other needs. Right. Like it seems like if you were to say where's some places where the Jags are solid right now, James Robinson was really good for them last year. You'd say, oh well, maybe get a receiver for your new court. Maybe get some offensive line to to keep him alive. Maybe maybe though, we talk we're talking about the Falcons. Maybe maybe they'd be in play for Julio Jones at this stage because if you go and get that guy and put him opposite of DJ Chark, who's a pretty damn good player. Um, but I, I don't, I was, I was confused by the pick, but cause it, it didn't seem like a need. Yeah. But if he's special, okay. If he turns out to be special, I, I, and the Steelers getting Harris to pick before, boy, somebody asked us on the show yesterday, 
is it uh, worth the? I mean, is Travis Etienne a, a lock at plus two hundred to go first? I'm like, no, no, Harris is going to go before him. Barely, yeah. <laughs> at plus two hundred didn't look so bad, but uh, I, I think Harris is a good pick for the Steelers. And uh, you know, I, I think if you think the running back is elite, I think that's the right spot of the draft to take him. Yeah, like you know, mid twenties to late twenties. But it'll it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for the Jags with him. But uh, I, and they they're in a good spot because they have a ton of draft capital, and they can upgrade in a lot of places. I just was a little surprised at that one. And you know, I also was uh, uh, very happy to see Peyton Turner go in the first round for him. Um, that was a that was a surprise. Uh, I, I thought, although we were talking about this yesterday afternoon, his stock seemed to be going through the roof. Yeah. And Schefter tweeted out that he might even go in the first round. And, hell, that's a guy two weeks ago we were talking about, man, maybe he's at 67 when the Texans pick. It is pretty wild because, I mean, that guy, almost everything I read about him before yesterday was he's probably a third-round pick. And he was like a a guy who could go in the third round and, and maybe surprise some people and could be solid, but still a, um, a, a maybe a reach. But apparently what they value in him is character. And there's a a lot of uh, complimentary things said about his character. Um, He is a good kid. He really is. And I think they've got – and obviously they've got some pass rushers there. If you can get him into that rotation and he turns out to be pretty good. And there's some debate, like, how long is Cam Jordan going to keep playing? Uh, Are they going to re-sign Marcus Davenport after he's done uh, with his rookie deal? So – there's lots of questions, and I'll be honest, like the uh, Gregory Rousseau who who went next, or no, two picks later to Buffalo, I'm glad. I'd I'd rather have him. Uh, I just think from a talent standpoint, just, just a better player. But it, Sean Payton has guys that he likes. There, there's, there's guys that fit what he does, and Sean Payton's also one of those guys that if you if you're if you're in the business of questioning decisions he makes, your probably your business ain't great. Probably is what yeah, I yeah. He guess. doesn't make a ton of mistakes. And they, besides Taysom Hill, he, he's usually yeah, on top well, he's, of things. Well, every, everybody has their weakness, right? Every everybody has that one guy that they love or one girl that they love that you know we we know she's not attractive. We know she's a, a total bitch, and you can't stop loving her. That's how he is with Taysom Hill. But I, the the one thing I'd say about Turner is that, I mean, physically, he's got an NFL body. He was extremely productive, even though he only played five games last year. He still had uh, more than a sack a game and basically two tackles for losses per game. And I think the real question is is quality of competition, is how, how will he match up going up against bigger players and guys from you know that, that have NFL bodies. But otherwise, he's got the tools. And I think you know they do a pretty good job of developing guys there. So. Yeah, and I I think that you know when like uh him Rousseau who didn't play last year, there was a lot of guys who there were either injury questions about or uh you know things some things like that, and a lot of teams were just like you know what let's go for it anyway. Well, and and I think this is why this draft is very interesting is because you had a lot of guys who opted out. You had guys and I said Peyton Turner played five games last year. You didn't have all the game tapes. You didn't have a, a combine. You didn't have those in-person interviews. So I, I think the guesswork this year is a lot higher. And to me, I think that's going to lead some teams to gamble a little more, which, guess what? I'm all for gambling. I'm a fan of gambling. All right, let's take a very quick break. Don't go anywhere. Yes, it is the Blitz in the AM today on 97.5, 92.5. To the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. 
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Listen, don't let the what bank is your the bank. Bank. Here's the bank with the Saints. The New Orleans Saints select Peyton Turner, defensive end, Houston. Okay. What? All right, as a the resident Saints fan here, this reminds me of Marcus Davenport. Who they just picked up his fifth-year option. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> eh? What the hell are they doing? Well, not everyone is crazy about the uh, the local kid going to the uh, the Saints. Like I well, said, but the, most Dav- people... the Davenport deal was different. They traded up two picks to get him. Yeah, this they just took him where he was, where they where their pick was. I don't know. Uh, but okay, I I I telling you, the kid's going to be a pretty good player, especially. And we always talk about it's not just you know who you are as a player; it's where you land. I think he's landing in a pretty good spot. So, man, we'll get to more draft stuff in a minute. But I. I what the hell are your Rockets doing winning a game? This is yeah. just embarrassing. I mean, it really is. It, yeah, what like, was that? You've got everything there for you. You know what You know what they did? Shame. They pulled a Jets. Yeah, where'd that come from? Why? Why? You're not supposed to win. You just lost to the Timberwolves in the game of the year to give yourself a little bit of cushion. And then you go and do this. Why? I mean, Giannis gets hurt one minute into the game. Then you start playing three on five just to make sure that you lose. Uh, Now, I guess percentage-wise, their chance of getting in the top four is the same if they're in the bottom three. But we want want to have the best chance here. You want to have the most balls so that you can get that first pick and draft A.J.'s favorite player. And then AJ becomes a Rockets fan again. Yes. Are you trying to win me back or not, Rockets? And the, the, yeah. Well, you win. They win you back by losing. Yeah. I wish the Rockets would have scored the same amount of, of, of points as the Astros did yesterday. And that would have been fine. Now, 136 <laughs> to zero would have been embarrassing a little bit. Yeah, that'd have been like one of those high school girls games where you get a score like that. It's been interesting to watch how but, they got that bad. <laughs> somebody else brought up a good point. T Wolves well, again won last night though. That's that's true. But now you get the magic. Yeah. The magic are creeping up on you. The magic are your problem now, really. Yeah. Now, mind you, I, I think that they're getting close to locking up having one of the, what is it, the four the four or three worst teams have the same amount of ping pong it's balls. It's the three. Okay. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I yeah, And I've read up on this like 10 times in the last two weeks because they I've never changed the rules. I've never had to care about the lottery, right? Right. Because the Rockets are never in it. But I'm pretty sure that the, the top three all have the same percentage to get in the in the top four. Well, they're, uh, they're, the Rockets are still in a position where it's going to be very difficult for them to not be the worst team in the league. They would have to win three more games to catch Detroit, who's now at the very bottom. Uh, Detroit, Orlando both have 19 wins. The Rockets have 16. So with nine left, they're not going to win. What are they going to do? They can't win three three out of their last nine. Well, you know what? I I was the one that said uh, if they'd beaten the Wolves, they could win three more games. Well, now they got one that they weren't supposed to. So maybe they could win two more. They need to. They need to cut it out. Yeah. All right. So a lot of people still confused as to why we're here. Uh, I'm in general. I'm confused about that. Well, here's the deal. Uh, John is playing golf today. Oh, you know what's going to happen. John's playing he, he's golf gonna in get, his fancy golfing tournament. He, he's going to hold up his club and get hit by lightning like the preacher in uh, something uh, in Caddyshack. Something tells me John's not going to be playing a golf match today. No. Uh, and Lance, I don't know what how late Lance was up, but I imagine it was probably till about f- five, four or five. I mean, he he was he was up late, so. Uh, he, he, and he's still got more work to do. And, uh, so we decided that, so Lance could be on today and Lance will be on today at four o'clock. Uh, we would do the morning show and the, uh, the plan was for Dell and Lance to do afternoons, but my guess is now John's day is opening up. So he may be able to participate. Uh, they'll be on from four to six 
and then that will lead right into today's draft coverage, which we will carry here on the radio station. So, um, yeah, if you want to hear John and, and Lance and those guys, ch- tune in at uh, at four o'clock, and you'll you'll get your fix. And uh, God just uh, commented on what you were saying there with that big round of thunder. Yeah, probably so. came out over air. Uh, and, and if you're out driving this morning, obviously be careful because it's. I guess we're going to have monsoon season for the next three days, apparently. And boy, it was. Uh, we never we didn't get a lot of rain in my area, but man, it was light and the sky was just lit up and it was thunder and everything. Like, oh, this is going to be bad, and it just it, it never hit where I was, but it sure kept me awake. Do you think that they were sanitizing that recliner between every fan? <laughs> I hope so. I don't understand the point of that, to be honest. Mm. And like, was was Roger Goodell like showing them the pick before he announced it? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, this I, I, it's I, gimmicky. Well, yeah, well, it became it became a viral meme last year because in that first round when he was doing it from his basement, by like the twenty second pick, he instead of like standing and delivering in the middle of his basement, he was just sitting in the chair because he realized. I have no, I have nobody to feed energy off of. I'm not shaking any hands. I'm not doing any of the, the fun press stuff. So yeah. screw it. I got a chair. I'm just gonna sit down in the chair. And then everybody's like, "Well, if you're gonna wimp out on," so I think the NFL just decided to steer into the skid and go, "Hey, let's just make the chair famous." Yeah, I listen. I love the draft. Uh, the gimmicky stuff they do to make it basically a four hour advertisement for the NFL, goofy things like that. Right, Roger Goodell so hugging people. Long it, to get yeah. the first pick out, and and that that was the thing. They were sitting there, you know, on, droning on and on and on. It's like nobody cares about Roger Goodell talking about all this stuff and the fans and all that. What the picks, man? Like, think about this. I mean, we were off the air yesterday at six, so that's when pre-draft coverage started, and it was supposed to be one hour of pre-draft coverage, and then at seven o'clock the draft was supposed to start. What time was the first pick finally made, Aaron? Do you know? Seven twenty something. I think so. Yeah, I, I was. It was because I had already. Um, I got home, took the dogs out, hung around for a few minutes, then walked over to the bar for steak night. They still hadn't made the pick. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. But because what well, I don't care about all the like when they have the fans come up and do the picks in the second and third rounds or all this. I don't care about any of that. Just Tell me who the pick is, and then give me the analysis afterwards. Because, because I, that that to me is is what, and I know it's evolved because they they're trying to make it a show and it's basically a big commercial, but that's why I always love the draft is pick analysis while you're analyzing next pick. Well, a couple of teams, especially the Patriots, the second they were on the clock, were like, we got our guy. Like the Lions did it too. Yeah, they're hey, we got our guy. They played the little chime on the broadcast. And then it was 15 minutes between then and announcing. It's like, if they know it, just come on, speed along. Yeah. Let's go. And it's like, they, I mean, I get that they that you've got this airtime, but it's at some point, like, dude, keep the, keep the show moving. And if you've got time left over at the end, well, you got time to analyze and discuss. Well, I, I, I'll be honest. A couple of times last year, it, it just drove me to Twitter. I quit watching the broadcast. Yeah, it's, because, it's so long. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see what John has to say about that. What's up, John? John. Hola. Oh man, Did, the first one of the day is really? not there. Yeah. What's wrong with these morning show guys? Oh. What's wrong with these phone callers in the mornings? Um, I, I wonder if Gilbert will call in with his draft analysis. Uh, no, Gilbert's Gilbert's too loyal to the other guys. Uh. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, anyway. Flimsy Chariots, why did the Jags use the whole clock when everyone knew they were taking Lawrence? Because they're morons. Well, that's, you know what they're that doing? That happens every year now, though. It does, and it's all because they're trying to get as much attention as possible. And, yeah, that that always drives me nuts. If, I, if I'm if i an owner of a team and I got the, the number one pick, well, first off, I'm firing everybody. But I'm not waiting 15 minutes. I know who I wanted two months ago. Everybody knows who you wanted. And use that extra time to let Trevor Lawrence get up there and show off his wonderful locks, except he wasn't there. <laughs> so, 713-780-ESPN. And uh, H-Town Dude said, I watched NFL Network over the ESPN goons. I'll be honest, 
I agree with you, H-Town dude. I, I prefer the NFL network coverage. Uh, to And that's no knock on ESPN. I just prefer the NFL networks, guys. And not because Lance is on there. Well, partially because Lance is on there. Do we have any thoughts on the Missouri Valley Football Conference having more first-round draft selections than the Big 12? Uh, you know what? I, I think it, when you look at the Big 12, how many guys were really good enough to go to go that high? I mean, the the whole league was kind of eh this year. Yeah, I mean, there's some good players, but I mean, most most of the guys that were going to go high are going to come out next year. Uh, PJ, the Bengals fans, says I really wanted Penny, but. They went for Chase. What do you guys think about the Bengals' offensive potential? I would have been okay with e- either pick. I think the smart thing to do would have been to, to draft the tackle, but trade down and draft the tackle is what I would have done. But, yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I I love Jamar Chase. I think he's a – it's interesting how many teammates were put back together. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, we saw that in a couple places. Like Jalen Hurts now uh, will have his receiver and, uh, you know – uh, Burrow's going to have his receiver, and I, I think uh, I, I like Jamar Chase a lot. I think he's probably it, it's he was my favorite of the three receivers. I know you preferred Waddle, uh, but I think he'll be a big play guy. I still wonder about you know an organization that's not spending a lot of capital to protect its asset. Yeah, when, when you could have had a a pretty good left tackle there. Now maybe they get somebody. Now mind you, part of that could have been the Bengals saying. Hey, Joe Burrow, who do you want? And him saying, I want my boy. Yeah. And and you know what? Uh, Nothing wrong with that. I mean, (laughs) when you're making those decisions, though, you have to say, hey, listen, I know you'd love to have him. We'd like to get a big-ass left tackle to keep you from breaking. Like when Joe Burrow's in the hospital bed next year, they're like, oh, well, we (laughs) probably should have gone with Sewell. When that other knee's gone, you'll be like, "Mm." but no, I'd be curious to see what they do with the rest of the draft because there's still some pretty good tackles available that, you know, maybe the gap isn't as big as we think. But uh, I'd, I'd like to see them invest in that offensive line, too. All right. I invested in windows in my house and couldn't be happier about it. Uh, Allstate windows and signing. They came out. I was going to replace one window, one window that my wife broke during hurricane preparations. And instead, we ended up getting the whole house done. Once we saw the product, we saw the quality. Uh, we, we saw that, that they were going to give us 25% off for being ESPN listeners. Uh, and not only that, I got a discount for being a military veteran. I got a discount for paying cash up front. It was like, man, they're just stacking these discounts on me. I was like, well, what are we going to do? Let's just do it. So my wife got to custom design how the windows would look. Uh, they measured, they sent them off and they had them back in a couple weeks. They put them in. You couldn't even tell they were there. They, they were so, so efficient. They cleaned up so nicely And, guys, the windows are beautiful, and on top of it, I'm saving 40% on my electric bills. You want the best rate? Call Allstate, 832-204-1936. That's 832-204-1936 or AllstateSidingAndWindows.com. This is ESPN 97.5. Real Fun Sports. Is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay per view featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay per view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Bauer and AJ Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Uh, Chris on Twitter says, can I hop on the Jacksonville bandwagon? Is there room? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the the beautiful thing about jumping on the Jacksonville bandwagon? Yeah, there's plenty of room. I mean, all they got to do is take that tarp off the upper exactly. level. Exactly. room yeah, for you. Yeah, well, they, as of now, they still don't have to take the tarp <laughs> off. They need more of us. And that the great thing is there are no Jaguar fans out there. That's that's why. that See, I like to think of us as trendsetters. I like to think we're on the cutting edge. That we're just ahead of everybody else. Sure, you just stick with your Bills and you Cowboys fans 
and oh, the Chiefs because you won a Super Bowl. No, no, we're ahead of the curve. Okay. Uh, you know, I I don't know who this guy roots for, but his name's LSU Brian, so I'm guessing he's not an Alabama fan. I'm just guessing. What's up, Brian? I don't know. Hello, Brian. No, not quite. Not even, <laughs> not even close. Uh, but, uh, man, I... I um, I, I know this is more of a question for Lance, but hopefully you guys um, know since he's a Houston guy. But I, I don't know much about uh, this defensive end from Houston that the Saints went got it. It seems to me it. I'm hoping it's not another uh, you know Davenport situation when they went and got him a couple years ago. Um, so I, I was just checking to see if y'all can kind of fill me in on this guy. Yeah, we were talking about him. It, it, it's probably a little bit of a reach. Uh, but he's a high character guy, uh, which, and, and I've, I've gotten to the point where I just don't really question when Sean Payton says this is the guy I want more often than not, he's right. So I, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It's not a pick that I would have made in that spot, but again, you know, Sean, Sean Payton's proven over time that he, he's pretty good at this stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm higher on him than AJ because I, but we, I, 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 did I you think the, he was a first round guy? No, I thought he, I thought he would go mid second. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at, I, at I like him, but I, I, but, I but his stock, who, but, but this happens. We see it all the time. His stock started going because, because three weeks ago we're talking about, you know what? If he's at 67, what a great pick that would be for the Texans. Sure. And then by last week it was like, eh, even Lance was saying, oh no, he's, he'll be long gone by then. <laughs> And then yesterday you're hearing now he might be a first round pick. Look, he's got the physical tools. And, and stop with the Davenport comparisons. That's about the first, fourth time I've heard that today. They didn't trade up. They didn't give up a bunch of assets to trade up. They use their pick. And uh, I think you know he needs he needs a little coaching. And the only thing I'm concerned about is is he was dominant against lesser competition. And we never know how that's necessarily going to transfer. But just from an on field standpoint, when he was out there. He was he was the best player on the on that side of the ball, and a lot of times he was the best player on either side of the ball. But he wasn't out there that much. He played five games last year, and that that's part of the guesswork process. You look at that and you say, "Wow, he's a you know he's a real physical specimen. He's big. He's he's strong. He's not going to get pushed around." Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I don't know if that translates to being a pass rusher at the NFL level. I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt. No, but. Uh, but he definitely will be pretty solid against the run. And I, I, now, should he have gone that high? I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it, to me, some of these defensive ends are, are kind of guesswork. He had a couple that didn't even play last year. So, you know, are they better than he is? I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, he hardly played last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said five games. Uh, now, in those five games, he put up ridiculous numbers. But that's not a good sample size. And, you know, I, it's a better sample size than guys who opted out. Yes, but that's what makes this that that's I'm that's why I'm questioning it less, is because I do feel like a lot of these teams are having to gamble a little bit, and I trust the Saints to gamble more than most. So, um, and, and I, I, I I hope he turns into a a good player because I like him a lot. He's just he's he's a really good kid. That doesn't always translate into great player, but he is a good character guy. Let's try Blake. Hi. Hi, Fred. Hi, AJ. Good to talk to you both um, this morning. I was um, wanting to kind of get your I'm, – I'm kind of mixed on this, but as far as Justin Fields goes, I know Fred's not as high on him, but I wanted to kind of find out, A, do you think that the Bears are better next year than they were with Trubisky having Justin Fields? And, B, do you think Mac Jones would have been a better pick if you're kind of in a win-now mode? So thanks, and I'll hang out, up and listen uh, so to the to the first question, I would say I don't know that Justin Fields is going to play right away. Yeah, the the the, the Bing or the the Bears have a bridge quarterback in Andy Dalton uh, that is a serviceable NFL starter, and I, I'm sure they're going to take a, a a long hard look at whether or not Justin Fields is ready to go. And if he is, I'm sure they'll give him every chance to win that job and be the starter because that's what the fans will want. But I also think that the Bears are they're a good enough team that they're going to at least start the season with Andy Dalton saying, "Hey, we got a we, we got a chance to make a playoff run, whatever." And if by the end of the season Justin Fields is coming on, okay, we'll try it then. Uh, I think that 
for the Bears who are in win now mode. I, I still think the safer, the better play was Justin Fields because I've talked about this about Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a safe guy. You, Andy Dalton is Mac Jones. Like, it's a guy who he's probably not going to screw you over, but he's probably not going to go out there and win you a bunch of games because he's super great. Uh, I, I think that the the Bing, or the Bears said, hey, we've, we've got Andy Dalton. Why, why would we just get a young Andy Dalton and Mac Jones? And... Obviously, Mac Jones landing in New England changes everything for his outlook. Like, yeah, I, I think Mac Jones will have more success now than he would have had at any other organization. But that's to be expected. Uh, we always talk about that, right? Especially with quarterbacks, where you land. But I, the thing is, no, I'm not as high on on Fields as as some people are. But I wasn't high on him as a second or third pick in the draft. You getting around, you know, getting him at eleven. I, he's got some upside. I'm skeptical of Ohio State quarterbacks, and I've, I've talked about that before because almost none of them that come out of that Urban Meyer system amount to anything. And, and Ryan Day and Ryan is, Day is just, just an extension. Yeah, it's the same thing. But he is he is different. I mean, he was a, a top – well, of course, all these guys were top recruits. But uh, I, like, I like the pick for the Bears because if, if I'm wrong, he does have – he's physically he's very gifted – and that's the kind of guy that could turn into a really good player for you. If he busts, well, what's the worst that happens? You try again. Yeah. And because uh, I do think the Bears are a quarterback away from being a really competitive team. And maybe he's that guy, maybe not. Uh, but I, I like I like them going for it there. And, you know, I, I think the one thing that's going to benefit all of these cats is cats and kittens. Cool cats and kittens. Yeah. Uh, but what I think is going to benefit all these quarterbacks is if they actually get to have a rookie camp and a mini camp and all the things that guys Which missed nobody out got on. last yeah, year. Yeah, all those guys missed out on it last year, and it was it was pretty amazing that a guy like Justin Herbert was able to do what he he was able to do without all that. That uh, Joe Burrow was playing pretty damn well before he got hurt, and you know I I, I also think, but it also affected some guys like like Tua. I mean, by the time he got in, he just looked like he wasn't ready yet for the NFL doesn't mean he won't be so I think these guys are going to uh uh benefit from that and I I I like that you know Matt Nagy wanted this guy so you know I don't hate the pick as much as I would have had had somebody taken him second now let's also keep in mind that Matt Nagy wants this guy because if Matt Nagy didn't draft a quarterback next year is probably win or you're fired Right, and now they've got a new quarterback. Probably got at least two years with him. Especially, yeah, he, he might. Yeah, they might have bought themselves an extra year. Yeah, uh, let's try Geo. Let's talk about the Dolphins. What's up, Geo? Turn your radio down. Still turn your radio down again. Yeah, that's not going to work. Sorry, buddy. Shame. So, uh, but. The, the These Dolph- morning show callers. Oh my god! Uh, you know, I, I, oh well, god. Yeah, you know it's, it's raining out there. John is just he's he's developed this culture of bad radio phone calling etiquette. Speaker phones, yeah, okay. Radio turned. I up. just assumed that they had told you these kind of things because they've been doing this forever. But are you I, saying John and Lance are experienced? Yeah, yeah, they're very experienced. Yeah. I would have thought they would have told the callers, hey, when you call in, make sure that you uh, turn your radio down. And we prefer you not to be on speaker. Now, if you're out there driving today, you're probably on speaker because you're getting rained on. So don't do that. Uh, Benigno says, so is there no happy hour because it's a morning? Hell, I, I mean, this is only hour one. I don't think I could be doing a happy hour at 7.43 in the morning. Yeah, Aaron is going to uh, he's going to chug some peanut butter whiskey later on. Oh, Ooh. good God. <laughs> No, I was going to start with a Manmosa here in a second. A I four got some loco? Love Street and some uh, some orange juice. How about a four nice. loco? No, we don't have any. We're out. Well, I can get you one. I get you a to, to fire one up, baby. I don't. Did, I mean, are you going to pay for my eighty dollars Uber ride back to my one side of town? Four loco. What are you, Simple Jack? On four hours of sleep? Oh, come on. Wah, wah, I'm not wah. twenty anymore. Wah, wah. All right, we got to hit a break. We'll uh, we'll get to some more calls on the other side. We'll keep talking draft. Uh, big big day here on the uh, the bench slash blitz. Uh, on ESPN 97.5.
Oh, I got to tell you guys about the boxing fight coming up. Uh, there is a big match tomorrow night. Uh, Andy, the Destroyer, Ruiz Jr. versus Chris, the Nightmare, Ariola, Two of the best Mexican heavyweights in boxing history. Getting down to business tomorrow night <laughs> in the Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view main event. Uh, Andy Ruiz, the first Mexican-American heavyweight champion of the world, uh, scored that stunning upset of Anthony Joshua back in June 2019, is going to take on a, a veteran fan favorite in Chris Ariola, a guy who always puts on a show. Uh, it's a, a an all-Mexican boxing extravaganza. Three pay-per-view undercard matchups featuring fantastic fights, including former world champion Omar Figueroa taking on a brawler in, in Abel Ramos. going to just be an all-action fight. And you're going to get to see unbeaten super welterweight rising sensation Sebastian Fundora. So uh, a lot of a uh, lot lot to look forward to on this card. Pay per view begins at eight o'clock central tomorrow uh, and is priced at forty nine ninety nine. You can buy the pay per view now on foxsportscom ppv and watch it on any screen that you choose. It's Ruiz versus Ariola tomorrow night on pay per view. I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. So it's gonna be forever. Or it's gonna go down in flames. You can tell me when it's over. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Bauer and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. Blitz filling in for the bench today because Lance is probably hibernating, but he'll, yeah. I'm guessing, since he was uh, tweeting at 5 this morning. Uh, Jameson on Twitter said, biggest reach with Raiders was Leatherwood. Gruden gonna Gruden. A, one thing I'll give the, the Raiders credit for is they don't stick to anybody's board but their own. And now, does it always work out? Nope. Sure doesn't. But... They go with what they believe in. And I'll be honest, Leatherwood's another one of those guys that three or four weeks ago, you could not find a mock draft that didn't have him in the first round. And well, something's changed. I don't know what, but something changed over the last month where it was like all of a sudden, oh, he's a second rounder. The guy was a first rounder all along. Now, the Raiders have a left tackle, it seems. Now, maybe they plan on playing him at guard. I, I don't know. Maybe they plan on playing well, him at right tackle. Well, yeah, they don't have uh, Trent Brown anymore. So so they have to replace him. They traded him back to the Patriots. I wasn't mad about that pick. I, I, I That guy is good. He's smart. He's he's a monster. Uh, and it's it's hard to go wrong with Alabama offensive linemen. Like, we, we've seen. They, they're, they're all right. They're good at sports matches. So, I, I I'd, again, the Raiders may look really stupid, but – Honestly, the Raiders just go, they go by their board and it's not, their board isn't Mel Kuyper Jr.'s board. So people are like, oh, what are they thinking? They've seen all these guys work out. They know what they're looking for in players. I I, I, I think the Raiders thing is, uh, is a little over. Now, mind you, no, I, actually, I'm, I'm going to, I know, I know they got, uh, everybody thought that that was a ridiculous pick. I'll just say that. They're kind of doing something that you talk about a lot. They trade Trent Brown, who had a big contract. Mm-hmm. You bring in a first round guy who's under control for a while. You've already got uh, you've already got a pretty damn good left tackle. If he develops into a good right tackle for you, well, guess what? You've just saved a bunch of money doing it. And if he turns into a really good player, then you can kind of do what the Ravens did. If you have wind up with two good left tackles, there's a lot of value in trading one of them. And I know I know tackles aren't sexy picks. But they win games for you. I, I like this pick. I like what the Raiders did. Um, and that that's a guy that, you know, I, I think he went right about where he should have. So It just beca- it became, sometime in the last couple of weeks, it became just 
apparently uh, gospel that he was not a first round pick anymore. I, no one ever told me why. Yeah, but I I will say this: I like him better than the the lineman the Jets took. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, that guy that guy was a very good guard, and that he's he's had some uh, some crazy numbers like. He's allowed three quarterback pressures in his career at USC. Like it, it, it's just absurd stuff. I, I don't know. I, all these guys. I think what one thing that I know we've seen is really the Colts kind of started this. Guard is no longer an overlooked position because if you can get a legit guard in the first round, it, it can be a game changer. I, the Colts took one in the top ten, and they've got zero regrets about it. Yeah, but you know what? Though again, that's that's kind of gets back to one of the things we've talked about before. The Colts hit on that. There's a lot of guys that get drafted high that you never hear from again at that position. So, yeah, that I don't want to say he's a unicorn because there are guys that, that you know, David DeCastro went pretty high and turned into a pretty good player for a long time. Um, but Michael Potty never, I mean, he's good, but never yeah. really lived up to that. And then there's a bunch of guys you've never heard of that never do anything. Well, Xavier Suofilo, for instance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just I actually like Leatherwood a lot, maybe almost as much as Sewell. So I didn't hate that pick. I didn't either. And again, it's hard to go wrong with these with these Alabama guys. I mean, there's a reason they were so dominant. Um seven one three seven eight oh ESPN is your number. Uh Godwin's Bears fan here, ecstatic about fields, really thought they would screw up and take Jones there. I I, I mean if I were taking a quarterback in that position, I would have taken Fields. I, I want an upside guy even though I'm not as high on him. I, I think I like Jones, but you know what? Is anybody going to be surprised Going to be surprised if Jones has a better season next year than Fields, considering where he landed? No. I mean, that that's, no. that's always part of it, right? Yeah. In, now, with the, the Raiders, the other thing is we keep hearing about Aaron Rodgers you know, now, of course, Packers have come out and said they're not trading him. And now does that force him to retire if he doesn't want to play for him? Because to me, if I'm the Packers, and, and I'm the guy tells me he doesn't want to be here, he wants to be traded, or he's going to retire, if I can get assets for him, if I'm not going to have him, I'd rather have the assets. Yeah. And I don't know why... Everyone is so down on Derek Carr, but if you got Derek Carr back in that deal, are you that upset? I'm not because I, I think that's a guy you can build around. And you know what? He's going to be there a lot longer than than Aaron Rodgers will if if he plays well. Yep. And you throw a couple other assets in there for the Raiders to go after a guy for two years. Basically, does that make the Raiders a Super Bowl contender? I don't know. I think now if Aaron Rodgers went to the Broncos, I'd think they're a Super Bowl contender. He'd gone to the 49ers. I would say yes. I don't know that he makes the Raiders a Super Bowl contender. Mainly because they still got to deal with those guys from Kansas City in their division. But I don't know. I find it interesting. Oh, boy. Um. Is there a rule where you can't retire and sign with another team after? Yeah, you're... Basically, if you're still under contract with the team, you know that that loophole is kind of they that would be a loophole that doesn't exist. So, uh, it still says I think the Raiders are a perfect spot for Aaron Rodgers to land. Um, I I, I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm just higher on Derek Carr than most people. I, I don't think he makes them that much better. He, he makes them better because he's a better player. But how much? So, 713-780-ESPN if you want to get in. A lot of drafts here in the first hour. And then we're going to pretend like this hour didn't exist. So, we're just going to do a three-hour show next. Yeah, big deal. Does that make sense? That's how I'm doing it. Aaron's got his little man Mosa in there. We got to crank the AC up, though. It's warm in here in the morning. Yeah, it is. You're wearing a hoodie, too. I mean, this isn't even a hood. This is like, it's basically like Under Armour material. It's nothing. See, when I wear those, you you, you always... Say the same thing. Oh, you're wearing long sleeves. Like, well, you said I can't wear long sleeves because it's hot. 
Huh? Like that was me saying, why, why, why don't you wear a Jags hoodie? And oh no no! I'm not gonna that's wear different. But there's times when you're like, oh well, you're wearing long sleeves. It's like it's material like that. It's, yeah, yeah, I know. And but you give me grief for that. I don't know why. I didn't give you grief. We were talking about getting you a Jags hoodie. No, we're talking about a different situation because there, there, there it was hot in here. It was the exact situation we were talking about, wasn't no. it? He's talking about there are times in the past where he sat there and said it's really warm in here, and you said, well, you're wearing a hoodie. And it's the same type of material wearing right now. Fred has never bitched about it being hot before I did. I'm always the hot one. I, no, I've got like it, a. It's I'm, not about I'm you bitching about it being hot. Yeah, it, 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 it is. <laughs> Just when you say it's hot and he said, yeah, it's hot in here, then you'll go, well, yeah, of course you're hot. You're wearing a hoodie. Yeah. And it's wearing the same thing you're wearing. Yeah, it's, it's almost. Right. That's it, what he was pointing yeah, out. Okay, okay, shut up. <laughs> go to break so I can turn the AC <laughs> <You> on. <laughs> Why are all my commercials in a one hour win? That's the dumbest thing ever. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I didn't schedule them. Why? We're, we're here for four hours. You know how many commercials I have to read today, Fred? Four. How many do you think I'm doing in the first hour of the program? Four. What? Why? All right. Pause. Three, two, <laughs> one. Let me tell you guys about Stars Poker Club. There's a new poker house in town. Uh, and it's Stars Poker Club up on the north side. Veterans Memorial, just north of the Beltway. Uh, if you're near there, stop in, check it out. If you're not near there, think about going up there for an event, seeing if it's a place you'd like to play more often. Great atmosphere. It's like playing with your boys around the table. Uh, Bobby, the GM, he and his staff, they're knowledgeable. They're passionate about poker. Uh, and they, they, they just want you to get up there and have fun. They've got no door fees Free food and beverages, a friendly atmosphere, professional staff. And did I mention no door fees? Because there's no door fees. We're big on that. Uh, tell him, tell Bobby that AJ sent you. You're going to get a free $25 on your first $100 buy-in. They've got no limit games going. They've got Omaha games going right now. And again, free $25 on your first $100 when you tell them AJ sent you. 281-272-6209. Check them out online. StarsPokerClubs.com. This is Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. Go Bucks.